Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Hey guys, this is JD with Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Just want to let you know I can save you a little bit of money if you go onto nosedownsense.com and type in the promo code SEBH15, Southeastern Bow Hunter 15, SEBH15. That'll get you 15% off on all the products they have across the whole site. Now go make sure you check them out. Amazing products, great cover sense, and great application sense for those big old scripts you're trying to work on. Also, after you get that game, you can go ahead and season it up with some of their seasonings and dry rubs they have. Go give them a check. Hey guys, it's JD with Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. You ever get bored like I do in the middle of the night watching YouTube, trying to figure out which broadhead flies the best, which one penetrates the best? different arrows, different bows, different bow speeds, all that kind of stuff, go check out Chest Stump Outdoors. Not only do they have some good hunting footage, he also does amazing broadhead reviews and arrow reviews and bow reviews and stuff like that. He goes to all the different trade shows and tests out all the bows right there on camera. He also does the Mountain Archery Fest. So give him a check. That's again, Chest Thumper Outdoors. Go give him a good listen. Go watch his videos. Some amazing content. Welcome to episode 50 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Man, 50 episodes. That's crazy. Uh, Halfway to 100. About a year and a half in. And, uh, you know, it's been a wild ride. I I cannot thank everybody that's come on to the uh, podcast enough. And I can't thank all the people enough that, you know, help support the podcast. Um, in this episode, we have got Jeff and Ryan from Vantage Point Archery. Um, if you don't know that, that name or that brand, you really need to go check them out. They make extremely high quality products. Um, the best thing they're going to probably be known for is uh, fixed blade broadheads. And I mean, you know, you guys have listened to me and JD argue back and forth, or I guess really debate back and forth over mechanical fix. We've got our, we've got our mechanicals that we like, and we have our fix that we like. Um, I have been pushing the Q80 Exodus for quite a while, but you know, after having uh, Jeff and Ryan on, and you know, talking with them, learning more about VPA, and you know, getting to know their products better, and really kind of doing a deep dive. Dude, we are full full VPA now. Um, they, uh, you know, they were kind enough to send us some single bevel, um, 125 grain heads. We both are running the left bevel because you know our veins are oriented uh, left helical. And dude, I'll tell you what, I got them in yesterday and I shot them. <clears throat> they they fly amazingly. They are extremely tough. I mean, you can just tell by looking at them. They're made out of some type of steel. I know that we go over it, I think, um, in the episode, but yeah, dude, I, I'm so stoked to be, you know, using VPA's broadheads. Um, really can't wait to get these guys back on again. 
just awesome dudes, man. Awesome Christian guys. And that's the whole reason why we do this. I mean, without God, we wouldn't have any of this. So I just, I can't thank him enough, you know, for giving us all these opportunities and getting to meet all these great people. Um, you know, Jesus is King. So before we dive into this episode with Jeff and Ryan, um, let's get, you know, the, the supporters out of the way, the people that help make this podcast happen. Uh, Osseo gear. I'd say it all the time, dude. Look, Osseo is one of the top contenders in the camo industry. Um, their patterns, unlike anything else. And you know, it's really good quality material. It'll keep you cool when it's hot and warm when it's cold. I mean, it's, they cover everything. Joe Miles is a great guy and you know, he has a great company. So go check them out. They have a bunch of stuff that you can get. It's starting to get a little colder. So I recommend getting some of the late season stuff. And if you go on there and you see something you like, we have a promo code for you. It's SBH10, SBH10. Saves you 10% off site-wide. Uh, that's literally for anything on the website. Um, you know, and they were kind enough, kind enough to give us a code for you guys. So go check them out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, next up is Summit Tree Stands. Again, I say it all the time. Summit is one of the top contenders in the tree stand industry. Um, great American-made product. You know, I've had a Summit for the past five years. I am going to be upgrading after this season. But right now, I've got like one of the older Summit Vipers. Um, I'm, I've been in the, you know, talks with, with Summit about, you know, upgrading and stuff. I'm looking at the open shot. I kind of like it because it's basically just a hang on, but it's a climber and it's way more open. You don't have any bars next to you. Super quiet. Um, but even my older Summit is still super quiet, lightweight, easy to pack in. And I feel safe, you know, when I'm on that tree, when I'm climbing that tree, I've never felt safer. Um... But Summit doesn't only have climbers, they've got hang-ons, they have accessories, safety equipment. I mean, they have everything you need. So, hey, look, we're, we're kind of in the middle of the season right now. I'm, I'm hoping you already got your gear, but you know, if you're in a tight spot and you need something, you know, something new or something quick, go to summitstands.com, go check out everything they've got and use our promo code with them. It's S-E-B-H-15, that saves you 15%. And you know, hey, I wouldn't be pushing it if I wasn't, you know, in full support of it. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Nose Down Scents. They've got this new scent. <clears throat> excuse me. They've got this new scent that just dropped um, a few weeks ago. It's called Tarsal Extreme. And what it is, I was talking with Jason on Sunday. Um, met up with him at this uh, Apple Festival thing that everybody was at. And he was telling me about, you know, how he's had a lot of great, great feedback on it. It's... Uh, it is synthetic, but I'm telling you, I opened up the uh, <laughs> the uh, bottle, and dude, it is strong, and it smells exactly like it should. I know it's going to work great. Um, just a great product. Nose Down is a great company. I know you guys heard JD's, you know, intro and stuff, but I have to I have to double down on that. Nose Down is definitely just a great quality product, and you know, made by great people. And they're always out there grinding, trying to, you know, get stuff out to people, get to know more people. And I really respect that. So shout out to Jason, shout out to Nose Down. Awesome company, guys. Go check them out. And like JD said, you can save 15% with our promo code, S-E-B-H-15. <clears throat> uh, I guess last but not least, Urban Archery Outfitters. Um, actually, I said last but not least, but that's not true. But yeah, Urban Archery Outfitters, you know, great people. 
I, I need to get with Chris and figure out what is going on with this app that they're developing and everything else. Um, go check out the website. There's tons of things on there. You can make a hunter profile and, uh, you know, just check it out. Get part of the game because they're going to change the game 100%. Uh, now, last but not least, <clears throat> Scout Tech. Dude, my Scout Tech camera, I'm telling you, I, I have it in, in, in a wrong spot. Uh, I will say that. So I haven't really been getting a lot of photos, but the photos that I do get are high quality. The battery life on these things is insane. I'm not even using the solar panel on this one and I'm still at 100% and it's been like a month now. Um, <clears throat> very easy, very easy uh, app to you know change things on your camera if you need to. You can get sent um, you know photos right away. You can update everything you need. And Scout Tech actually just did a collaboration with Onyx that if you have any camera with a Scout Tech system, you can connect your Scout Tech camera or, you know, Exodus or whatever, whatever camera is using their system. You can connect it to Onyx and you actually get a bunch of features and it, it dude, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, Scout Tech, shout out to Ryan. Uh, they don't only have cameras, they've got seasonings and all that stuff, man. It's it's a great company, great people. Uh, there's a lot of things in the works with those guys. I can't really talk about it right now, but once I get the green light from Ryan, I will start telling everybody. Um, I really think you guys are going to be excited. So, you know, that's pretty much it, guys. Let's dive into this with Jeff and Ryan from Vantage Point Archery, VPA Broadheads, all that stuff, man. It's great, great quality stuff. I am so excited to send one through a deer, um, you know, and... I, I honestly cannot say enough about an American-made company that likes to, you know, support American people, hardworking blue-collar guys like you and me and ladies. And, you know, these guys are just great, dude. I, I'm so happy that we got them on, and I really hope that, you know, we get to build a relationship with them, you know, much, much further along than just one episode and, and testing a few heads. So go check them out. Let's dive into it. And, uh... Yeah, this is a good one. All right, guys. We got some of the guys from Vantage Point Archery here. We got Jeff Stringer and Ryan Corkwell. Um, you know, I have heard about VPA for probably three, maybe two or three years now. And I've seen their stuff. And, you know, I've kind of been diving into the single bevel fixed um, sort of research and that stuff. So I figure what better, better way to hear it from one of the, you know, more, uh, well-known brands in the industry. So we got them on here to talk about it. So before we dive into that, what's going on guys, how, uh, how's life been for y'all? It's hunting season. Things are busy, man. We're just, <laughs> we're just going out as much as we can right now in the shop and trying to hit stands and trying to trying to lock one down, but it's, it's been a really, really busy and great season so far. We've had a lot of fun. Awesome. Haven't killed anything, but you got a lot of guys that have got things on the ground and actually just got one from Todd Dalton, one of our guys, and got a big split brow tying here in Indiana. So exciting to see some start fall. Heck yeah, man. Good. That's good. You were talking about Todd. Uh, I was doing some research and uh, y'all got uh, y'all got my buddy, um, Joel Turner as well. Joel's a great guy. Yep. Just had him yeah. out in July. I like I like him a lot. I I I've researched and I a lot of the stuff he says as far as 
you know, his shot IQ and his form and, you know, all that stuff, I, it's my gospel. It's my go-to. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've listened to him. Shoot, man. I listened to him on Joe Rogan, like a couple, I don't know, two, three months ago when he was on there talking about, you know, his history and the kind of how he goes through things. And it's honestly helped a lot. Like, you know, archery, you never know everything, obviously. So getting to hear it from him and how his son's been doing. I mean, it's, it's uh, what he's on to. I really, really kind of, I think he's on to something heavy because, you know, some people just think you go and shoot bow and it's just kind of muscle memory, repetition, yada, 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 but they don't think about the mental side, you know? So yeah, Joel, Joel is definitely, definitely a guy I look up to when it comes down to this. I think it's but, not only um, like that, that bow side of stuff and learning how to like shoot and how to like open the door and just everything he teaches, but it's also like those, dang it, those life lessons that he learns when he's teaching too. Yep. Like just yep. kind of make you like sit back and say, man, am I measuring up? Is my integrity where it needs to be? Am I, am I opening that door the right way? So we get yep. a lot out of that side too. Just that's who we are, right? We're, that's who Jeff and I want to be aspire to like men of integrity being ethical and just hammering it down, not hammering down people's throats, but always saying we're going to do it by golly. We're going to, we're, we're going to do 100% what we can to get it done. Oh yeah, man. I mean, dude, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, I completely agree with that. So kind of leading into that, can y'all kind of give us, I guess, the history of BPA? Cause I know that there's not many companies out there that do like the single bevel, you know, multi different, styles of fixed blades it's either you've got your mechanical and that company makes a fixed blade that's got replaceable blades or you know it's like an allen company like just a bunch of different things i mean what what started vpa and what i guess kind of sets y'all aside and is like is is gonna what is it about vpa that stands out aside from everybody else yeah and what what kind of like you know drove y'all to y'all's design yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, we can't claim it, right? <clears throat> we bought VPA, um, kind of a long, short story, but it was in a different industry, swung in there to get some parts made, looked around the machine shop, thought, man, we, this could be something if somebody put some TLC into it and then walked around and see them, they made broadheads. It's like, holy shit, we've, we've got to be part of this. And so we've, you know, we, we took what was a basic company that broadheads were on the side and turned it into a broadhead company that has a machine shop that can do all sorts of other stuff. The design really came from Jeff Miller, a guy that still works there that just wanted a good, reliable broadhead um, that, that he didn't have to worry about. If you're a little far forward, if you hit the bone, that it wouldn't go through, wouldn't fail, wouldn't crinkle up, wouldn't, you know, you didn't have to worry about it, whether it was going to open or close. And that's where the original design came out at. And he was a traditional guy too. And then we've just grown the brand. Uh, you know, really, the offering is 125 to 300. We can go higher than that, but something for everybody. When you call in, talk to Ryan. We don't tell you, oh, you got to be FOC or you got to be single bevel. You got to be double bevel. You got to three be three blade. Any of that. We just say, hey, what do you like to shoot? Where are you comfortable? And we've got something for everybody. And the best part of it is we got something made in America by everybody for everybody yes sir. right right yeah i thought you all started adding some uh 100 grains in there too yeah we yeah, do we... 100 grain a three blade all the way yep 100 grain a three blade yep. and a two blade bended 
three blade vented, three blade stainless. <laughs> so I think uh, we were we 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 count them like every so often. And right now we're in that sixty seventy range as far as on heads, mm -hmm. and it's just it's growing every it's going every day. <laughs> so you brought up you brought up your three blade stainless. Um, I got a, I got a question on those. So reading online, y'all have got them listed uh, on your stainless one. You've got it listed as a 42 Rockwell for the hardness scale. Now, your three-blade carbon steel is a 50 is what, I, what it's listed. How are you getting a softer metal to have a harder Rockwell? Softer metal. So the thing with stainless steel is it is softer. And the cook time on that, it's a 316 stainless. So you can only get it so high. Up to that in that 4042. Now, if we went like okay. S, like we went 440 stainless, like then we can the sky's the limit on hardness. Well, not the limit because it's going to get too right. little. But we 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 want to bake it in that range of 42. And in my opinion, it's too soft and it's not going to have edge retention. That way, on yep. like on with your black ones on your um, carbon tool steel, you're getting those in the 50s, right? 55. We can yep. maybe get them to 52, and we like that range. And then on the S7. Man, we get those 57, 58. Those, those are hard to sharpen. Really hard to sharpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just I noticed that, and I, I got to thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. I said, you know, I said to myself, I'm like, you know, carbon steel is is actually, from what I've read, softer than stainless. But so I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just wondering for it threw me for a loop for loop for a minute because I'm like, wait, how are you getting a softer metal to have a, a harder Rockwell? <laughs> It's 1045 <laughs> steel is what it actually is on a carbon. Okay. Yep. Okay. I got it. We you. play that game. We 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 don't play that game. Well, yeah, we do. Like it's one of those things where we say, okay, do we want to do we want to go to a different steel? And it's all we're, it's not that we're playing that game, but it's always we're pushing that level. Maybe we could go right. to 41 out of 40. Maybe we could bump up in a stainless, but then it just drives that price up. That's the big key for us. Yeah. If we want to stay yeah. blue collar, we gotta keep keep them that and we get our our steel people help us out a ton that way because when we were making lunch of broadheads like they help us out a ton oh yeah oh yeah and i, I do like the fact that you know the uh your, your carbon steel is like you were saying it, it's a lot easier to sharpen and uh you know keep the edge over the stainless but i do like that you're trying you know with the stainless for you know for the market purposes but I, me personally i would go for the carbon all day long yeah. I've never shot either one. So <laughs> I want to, uh, th and that's, so that kind of leads me into it. Like for someone that's never really, cause I've always used, you know, like, like a basic fixed blade or like a mechanical, you know, like right now I'm shooting the uh, G5 Megami and I've been kind of playing with the idea of you know, switching over to something that, I don't have to replace the blades on something that if I do hit heavy bone or just maybe shoot a little forward, like, you know, Jeff was saying um, that I'm not going to lose penetration. I'm not going to, I guess, have a failure. So like for someone brand new to this whole single bevel, double bevel thing, what, um, what broadhead would you guys recommend for someone, I guess, in my position? Do you want to go single bevel? yeah um i uh somebody asked me a while back what what do you lead guys to and mainly and i always start them out at 125 okay. i feel like that's a great like starting 
Um, you're not super on the FOC side. Um, I don't know what your draw lengths and your poundages are, but I'm saying you're probably in the 60s and 70s, probably a draw length between 28 and 30, um, probably a spine of a 350, maybe a 300. 300. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's a good like starting point. Um, cut on contact head, single bevels. Um, man, they just do damage. They just do damage. The S cut on a single bevel um, is crazy. Um, I will say, and I've heard this a lot, like you have less of a blood trail with a single bevel. Um, it's one of the things that people always say, well, I didn't, I didn't get that much of a blood trail and it just was kind of crazy. And then my next question is, so how far did the deer go? Well, well, he piled up in 30 yards. Well, then why do you need the blood trail? Exactly. There it is. <laughs> Check this out. Can you see this? Yeah. A little, a little the bit. shoulder? Yeah, both shoulders, full pass oh through, single bevel, omega, killed this morning. Good no, Lord. Eight, 40 yards, both shoulders. Yeah, that, that new omega y'all got is wicked looking. Yeah, I saw that on the website. The omega is um... – But it's a 200 grain, right? Yeah, I was going right to say, now. it's much bigger, right? Hang right on, now. hang okay. on. Hang on, hang <laughs> on. Okay. Check this okay. out, too. He's holding up the heart. Holy yeah. crap, dude. Both shoulders pierced all the way through the heart. And we're not talking kind of clip the shoulder. Dude, he was he was a center mass, both shoulders. Man. Wow. That is wow. Cool. Yeah, that you know the single bevel stuff really intrigues me because I'm I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even know what it was until like a year ago when I was watching a ranch fairy video and he's like, "You want single bevel? This other stuff?" And I'm like, "What even is that?" So I looked into it, and then I listened to the episode that you guys did, uh, whether it was a year ago or recently, I couldn't find it, so I don't know. But I want to say it was with the Hunter Podcast or Hunter's Advantage, one of those two, and. I remember there being a mention of the S cut and how comparing that to like, like I mentioned earlier, like a mechanical where it's just a straight slice that S cut, it, 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 I'm not gonna say it bleeds more, but it does more damage. You can't, it can't close up as well. Right. Exactly. You're tearing through muscle yep. and everything yep. through that, through that spiral down through as you're yeah. going through the cavity. Yeah. Blows my mind. Now I, I always hear about like other broadheads, you know, and, I mean, I've, I've been diving down that arrow rabbit hole. Like I went down the ranch fairy rabbit hole. I went down the light arrow rabbit hole. You know, I last year was shooting a 525 grain arrow. This year I'm shooting 460. And, you know, it, it's, I just like to tinker with a lot of different things. And when I learned about what the single bevel does, it kind of made me wonder, well, then how to regular, and maybe y'all can explain this to me, but like a regular broadhead, if it's spinning, right? Say you just got a regular, I don't know, Montec or something. If it's spinning and then it hits the animal, how does the energy dump from that not stop it from going? If you've got a stop and it just stops, I'm assuming it's because it's sharp and it'll just cut through, right? It's like a wedge, so it blows everything out of the way. But when you ah. when you look at a three blade, it's like driving a nail into a piece of wood, right? You got all that resistance on all the different sizes sides. But when you do is mm -hmm a single bevel and you drive it through, it's actually got that turning and it's actually creates leverage where it snaps the bone, opens that mm -hmm. up and drives itself through as it goes through and continues to rotate. Where when you got a three blade, you've got resistance against all three of those blades that kind of lock it up. It's the inertia and the force that drives it through. 
you still get the cutting with that single bevel. But we sell them all, so we're not saying yeah. one's better than the other. I prefer the. I mean, we got we put a lot of time and effort into that Omega. We've shot a ton of them, shot them into everything, and we just believe that's the best broadhead and the easiest to sharpen on the market. Now that's uh, the three blade, right? All, all your, no, two. Okay. Omega's a two blade. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so y'all kind of brought up another question that I had. The um, and I just had a brain fart. Just went away from me. The uh, oh no, your bevels. All right, so single bevels. I've noticed on your site that y'all are doing. I want to say just based off of your site. I don't know what you actually got in your shop or anything like that, but it seems like y'all have more a variety of different broadheads in the single bevel, but they're a right bevel. No, we do both bevels, right and left. Okay. Okay, for all the different options. 25 up to 300 and a left or a right. Okay, okay. All right, that, that's my fault then. Because I've noticed no. a lot, uh, even some of the pro shops that I use around here, they're always talking about, you know, fletching theirs right and stuff like that. But if you're, I mean, for me, 90% of the bows out there are clockwise strings. So you actually would want a left helical, which if you have a left spinning arrow, wouldn't you want a left bevel head? All day long. Yeah. So I've seen All people like long. this this guy at a, this one guy at a pro shop I use, he always fletches everything right. And I'm like, no, I want it left. And he's like, You're the only customer in 30 years that ever wanted it left. I'm like, Well, it's because I know how much shit flies and I want it left. <laughs> we were in Missouri <laughs> with the trucking guys and Chris pulls his bow up and he's got a what a half a half degree helical or something on his right and it's right and he's shooting a left bevel. And those things are flying like darts, you know. So again, it's practice, practice, practice. Good, yeah. good with what you've got on there, and just feel yeah. confident that that's what you can. I shoot. mean, yeah, if you, that's what it is. If you're confident with what you got, run it. But I'm gonna, I want to be practicing and using what I know is going to be the exact or the right flying and all, all that kind of stuff. So if it's if my if my bear shafts are turning left, I'm putting a left helical and a left bevel. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to go, dude. Like like I said, I've been, you know, checking out all the arrow stuff lately and probably, what, J.D., a year and a half now. Just every week mm -hmm. I'll text you and be like, hey, man, so I'm thinking about doing this. Or I'm thinking about doing that. Yeah. And that kind of makes oh, yeah. me think, dude, it's bad. It's really He's bad. the overthinker in our group. He overthinks everything. I've changed my I've – I've got two – I have 12 arrows. One is standard size. One is 204. And I think I've switched between the two – three times since season started we were a month in the season it's just wow. dude it's bad it's so bad yeah. it's yeah. they're all the same weight they're one percent foc different but i'm like oh well maybe you know maybe this one will fly better or maybe this one will fly better i've had a couple breaks so i'm like well i'm gonna switch to this and then the most recent thing that just happened um saturday and i'm not proud of this but i'm gonna tell y'all anyway uh this past saturday i was hunting switch my that day because i shot a deer the night before swear that one of the arrows broke i never found the deer it was it was that bad the blood was terrible quartered away shot it's it was it was bad so then the next night i go out swap the arrows i've got the mega meat on there and now i'm at my standard diameter and i shoot it and i made sure i made sure everything was good before i left everything was fine go out do this doe comes out and i draw back and I'm pretty sure I pulled the shot, but in the moment, 
I didn't think I did. So, you know, I released the arrow. Dude, I watched this arrow go straight right, straight through the guts. And I'm like, oh, I'm switching back. <laughs> it was just so bad, dude. So Probably only one of those, only one of those blades on that mega meat opened up. So it was like a one wing oh, plane. Yeah. And maybe that's what it was. I really couldn't tell, but I will say I'm happy that with that bad shot that I was using that just because the hole was like huge, but that's not the shot I want, you know? And that, that goes to actually a question I have, like, and this is just a totally, I don't know question. Um, with a fixed compared to like a mechanical, that, if that same shot were to happen, would, would that, this might be stupid, but would that single bubble help like with, I guess, making it die quicker because it's going through the guts and making that S cut or would it just kind of, it doesn't really matter at that point. I don't think you can really like, say is it going to die quicker or die slower or die like like let's but with that like soft that of a, a medium in a gut shot with that soft of a medium would it even turn yeah, yeah it's going to turn yeah it's okay. going to turn no matter what you can do it through okay. a potato and it's going to turn so yeah, i've seen that on a potato have, yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah you're going to have that rotation i want to think like more on the side of was it an effort do you feel like that was an ethical shot no, it not at all. And I would never yeah. I I wasn't aiming for the guts. I want to clear that up. <laughs> it was a mistake. I never aimed for that. I see that's what's annoying, dude. It's like I had, and I remember clearly I had the pin dead on where the heart should be, like straight heart shot. And I don't remember moving. Maybe I did. I kind of blacked out a little bit, I guess. But just, dude, I just shot and that arrow went straight right. Yeah. And so I got home that night, <clears throat> shot it again into my target, and it was fine. So, I mean, Jeff, you're probably right. That blade probably did open up and it, it's, I mean, I found the deer, but it, it, I wasn't happy. I was not yeah. happy. Well, you got to look back to that one YouTube video that everybody saw with, you know, they were testing the LRT system, you know, with uh, gold tip. And, you know, they had that one. We're losing you. <laughs> he's driving. I don't know what he's doing. I think it's that whole side of, and you may have heard this before, but we're gonna we're gonna guarantee that ours are fully open when when you release it from the from the string. Just so you know, on that, like we're not gonna okay, so we're not gonna have that issue. You're never gonna have that, so you'll be good with something yeah. that shooting that's coming out. Um, and I, for us, it's and I, I think Jeff can I, maybe I can't speak for Jeff, but he'll probably cut in on this also. But for us, man that just kind of pains us a little bit when we hear stuff like that, because we want to make sure that when you're on that pin and you know, you're there at full draw, you have, you know what that broadhead's going to do no matter what, no matter what, when you let that fly, it's, if it depends on it, it's going to hit that. Um, yeah. Also on the side of, uh, man, that sucks for you because, you know, it, Hey, and owning that and saying that in this podcast, that's awesome. Like oh, with your man. integrity and being able to come on here and do that, like that's awesome. That takes that takes some takes some stones to be able to do that. And we appreciate that. Yeah, man, of course. I mean, that's that's a big thing. And not to, you know, talk up the podcast at all. Cause I mean, we're just, you know, we're just a bunch of dudes, a bunch of regular dudes, and I, I have to be honest about this stuff. I mean, if I make a bad shot, I'm gonna tell you, you know. And 
that that whole experience as much as i love that broadhead because i killed this buck over here on the wall with that same broadhead last year 70 yards dead no problem that same but, that same exact broadhead or that design broadhead? that same exact broadhead oh wow i did That's switch the blades i did switch the blades oh, okay yeah but um i don't know man i mean this kind of, all right so this kind of leads me into another thing that me and jd talk about and argue about all the time um the whole fixed versus mechanical debate, you know, it's everybody hears it. It's always talked about. I'm sure I know y'all's opinion on it, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure I know. But, I uh, well, I'll, I'll start and Jeff might want to enter here. Um, here's my big thing. If you're killing stuff with that, whatever you're shooting, I hate to say that word, so I'm not going to use it. If you're killing stuff with whatever you're shooting, <laughs> Um, like why change? True. Why change? Why why come to me mid season like right now and be like, hey, I want to add fourteen percent FOC. I want to shoot your stuff. I, I'm gonna be like, hold the phone, dude. I'm gonna be like, stop right there. Like, are you killing stuff? Are you are you making good shots? Are you having a good time going out, sitting in the stand, family? Like, are you doing that? He's like, well, yeah. Well, then wait till next year. Like, if you want to get if you want to go down that train, if you want to get into this, like come talk to me in April, come talk to me in May, like, and, and yes. do the research on the knock tuning, the arrow flight, what you want to shoot. Because when it comes down, I don't care what you're shooting. I just want you to be ethical with it and have integrity. Like that's what we're going to stand. Like we want to make sure that it's made in the U S you know, where you're mm -hmm. getting your we're providing, you're providing for 30 families in our shop and man, you're helping grow something. That's man. It's a lot of fun. Hunting is a lot of fun in the sport. It's great. It's a great sport. So that's where I land on that. I got you. Yeah, I think I think Ryan's the point that you got to think about is in when you're when you're shooting, you want to take out all the variability that you have in your shot, right? You want to practice, practice, practice. You want to get good with what you got. You don't want to be switching back and forth because there are some things you can't control. That animal's going to react. Yep. Right. And when you have a mechanical on there, I don't care what you say, you can't control that mechanical, right? It might open, it might not open, it might deflect, it might not deflect. I'm not saying that the fixed blades don't have issues either, but why add something that it's got to do something that's out of your control while you shoot it? That's I used yeah. to shoot, I used to shoot rage in a cage, but I, I they failed on me so many times that I just can't go back. And there's some good mechanical companies out there that are trying to do what's right. But they can't take that variation out of your shot. They're adding that. So why would you add that? Why would you add that to your shot? Yeah. And I mean, I, I will, to be fully transparent, um, so that this past Friday when I went hunting, I was shooting a fixed blade. I was shooting the uh, Q80 Exodus. And my, my so the Exodus is what I've been testing with all year, right? I did have the Mega Meat on the side just, you know, just as in case. But been shooting the Exodus all year. Shot like no. I should have waited, but I was too hyped up. I was like, all right, this is the first year I'm gonna kill. I'm I'm just gonna do it. And she was quartered away, and I'm only shooting 60 pounds at 28 inches. So I'm not really generating a lot of force. I mean I am, but not a ton. And you know, shot her. Pretty sure I either broke the arrow, or broke the offside shoulder. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't find her, so I'm not really sure. 
but the blood trail was minimal. And with a shot like that, I'm not really surprised because I think I'm going to hit a little high or whatever, whatever happened. So then, you know, the next day I was like, man, I'm gonna go back. I just want to, I want to use something that I used before that I know works and I'm just going to try it. And then the mega meat, it worked, but it kind of failed me a little bit because it flew eight inches to the right, you know? So I'm kind of in limbo right now, you know? And, and that's why I'm excited that you guys are on here. Cause I feel like the, the conversation of broadheads is something I can talk about all night. I mean, we've had episodes where we talk about it nonstop for two hours straight. And then at the very end of it, we're like, well, we didn't really solve anything. We kind of just you know, BS for two hours. So, um, but no, I mean, all right. So getting away from all my issues, y'all, no one wants to listen to that. What I'm curious about is y'all. So I've seen you guys in like my local archery shop and stuff like that. What, um, the single bevel stuff, uh, just to go back to that, it, is that something you guys would recommend for every single game animal? Or is that something that you would say like the bigger stuff, you know, and use the double bevels or is it kind of just up to the consumer's choice? I think it's one of those things that like, I wouldn't, yeah, I'll recommend a single bevel to everybody that wants to like i'm not gonna like steer you away from a single bevel because i know the damage that it creates right um some guys will go three blade like believe it or not just because they want that cut on contact with three blades yeah they know that they're gonna get it's tried and true they know they're gonna get uh, a better blood trail and that's one thing that they're really focused on is a good blood trail um but i'm not gonna steer a guy away from a single bevel just because yeah, yeah, I would not do that. Kids, normally when we're talking to guys, they've done their research already. They're more like, hey, what's what weight do you think? And I'm like, yeah, eh, what do you want? And then we'll get in the weeds. I was going to touch on that. <laughs> I was going to get to the weight. <laughs> that that whole 100 grain to 200 to 300 grain, I mean, that that's that, – I can't even fathom having 300 grains of weight on the front of my arrow. I just haven't built anything. Well, that's because you – know? Well, that's because like PCs over in South Africa, they, they stayed out like, okay, you have to have a 650 grain arrow. You have to have this. And that's why we're, we're covering all that basis for guys. That way they can have it when they go to South Africa yeah. or if they want to kill hogs in Texas. Y'all know you need something heavier. Like if you're going to go through a hog, you're going to need something heavier. So we build that for those guys. Don't get us wrong. It's not our number one seller. A 300, 300 grain inch and a half cut is not the number one seller at DPA. But people still buy it because it works. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like I've, I've, you know, like I said earlier, dove down that ranch ferry rabbit hole. And I think I had a 625 grain arrow one time, like maybe a year and a half ago. And I know that it'll do the, the work. But like me and JD, we like to, you know, if we see a deer at 40, 45 yards, like he just killed a buck. What was it? Sunday at 45 yards. And that drop, I mean, with the deer, I think 600 something, maybe a little too high. I'm curious on y'all's opinion, like for a white-tailed deer, just a general guy, if you had to tell someone, if someone came to you and said, hey, I want you to tell me what, what I should get for my arrow build, what broadhead, what weight, and what FOC would you both choose? Because I love asking people this question because it's always different. 
I'm 70 pounds at a 30-inch draw, and my air weight is 55 for White Tails in Indiana. Okay. I'm not out. I'm not not shooting in past 40. Um, that's what I'm at this year, and I'm, I'm doing that this year because all we had was a 200 gram Omega, and I wanted to kill something with the Omega. So if the 125 next year comes out, I'm gonna be a lot lighter than that, right? I'm gonna be. I'm going to be 75 grains later than that. But yeah, maybe, whatever that is, right? So that's where I'm at this year um, with my build. Is that overkill? I guess it's overkill. Well, it, you not? and I, we all know that. <laughs> What's that? I was saying, why not? I mean, if it see, that's the thing, is if it works for you, why not? Yep. I, I just know that, like, you know, 60 pounds, 48 inches, I'm, I'm already sub 250 on my bow. I, I, I don't want to give that deer more of a chance to be able to move, you know? Which is kind of why I'm I'm wanting I want to stick with a fix is my thing because I know what happens like I've watched it you know uh, on on YouTube and stuff I've talked to guys like BJ Davis and Cheeto Marlow from uh, Suburban Bowhunter and they agreed with me when you hit them with a the fixed blade those deer basically don't know what happened they'll run off thirty yards and look around and then they just fall over when a mechanical dude it's you might as well hit them with a baseball bat the way that they run i mean it's it's that huge pop and everything it's, it's just crazy so i don't know i'm i'm leaning more towards fix now um obviously because of the mechanical failure i had i guess failure um and then i don't know i, I just i love asking people that jeff what, what are you running this year man so i got two setups i got the omega on some victory v uh rips and I think I'm five thirty-five, and then I've got a Darton setup that's got a three hundred inch and a half on the front, and I'm, I'm hitting six eighty-six or six eighty-five, and I'd shoot them at anything. I shot a turkey with that big one with the three hundred on the front, and I'd shoot at an elk, and I'd shoot a whitetail, and I I killed a, uh, a possum the other day with my my two hundred on a on that rip. So I, I think, again, it all comes back to what you're consistent with. You know, you can go, you can go kill a deer with a target tip on there if you hit them in the right spot. So it's just about practice, practice, get all that variation out and get, make sure you're ethical. Because you know, at the end of the day, that's not your deer, right? That deer, the last thing I'd like to see, and I'm not a softy, but watching anything suffer and die just pisses me off. You watch all these big game guys that are out there, they shoot the deer, they go back, have coffee, wash it, get up the next morning, eat breakfast, get the dogs out and go look for their deer. That's yep. not us. That one I just showed you went 40 yards. And to Ryan's point, Dalton said that the blood trail was good, but he said, I didn't need it. I watched it walk over there and tip over. He said he hit it both shoulders, and that mm -hmm. thing looked around like, hey, what happened? That's how sharp it was. He was trying to calculate in his head, what the hell just happened? Why am I bleeding? I'm getting dizzy. Boom, I'm dead. Yeah. Well, and I have to agree with that, man, because, I, again, being fully transparent, I'll tell you all what. I The night I lost that deer, I was a wreck. Like, I went to go hang out with my wife and in-laws, and they were like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, dude, I don't know what happened. Like, you think I'm just going to come home all happy about this? So then the next day when I gut shot that deer, I felt even worse because I watched her run around and bed down, and I could see the hole from where I was sitting. And I'm like – Dude, I was at the point. I'm like, what am I even doing here? 
you know like that's so i completely agree with that because i hate seeing stuff like that i hate watching videos when someone you know, make a bad shot and then they just act like everything's fine i mean it's our responsibility as hunters to go out there make the most ethical shot we can mistakes happen but are you guys getting that feedback yeah, I think it's JD. It looks like he's. At, where are you at, JD? I am at Ruby Tuesday right now, guys. I'm trying to give me some food on. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, <God>. uh, <laughs> right, so, guys. Brian, you were uh, you, you like that S7 a lot. You were talking about that one a lot. Yeah, the tool steel. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I may have to try some of them. Let us know what you guys need. We'll send you guys down some stuff to try. Oh, dude, I, that you're gonna you, make you me send me, me a one a one twenty five single bevel left, and I'll I'll try it. I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll kill something with it. Well, yeah, well, I'll, yeah, <laughs> obviously. No. Man. What are what are you shooting? Who, Jetty? No. Oh, what do you what do you mean? What am I shooting? Like what? Like what? Grade? Oh, a uh, hundred. Yeah, I do a hundred in a single bevel. Shoot maybe a big boy with a one twenty five. I guess I'm gonna have to go up then. <laughs> I've got plenty of sight tapes, man. <laughs> I can build some arrows. That's one thing we don't see anymore. It used to be, you know, you could get a seventy five grain, hundred grain, one twenty five. Very seldom do we hear of anybody in the. 100, 125 is popular, 150, but really people are moving up on their own. We don't have to tell them that you got to go heavier. And the science is back there. You know, people argue back and forth about, you know, you get Dudley or these guys saying, oh, no lighter is better. So we, we've got a, we've got a scientist on our staff that invented, helped invent the electric rail gun and um, bullets and projectiles and things like that. He's got the science down that, Inertia and weight and force and velocity all makes a difference when you hit something. Yeah, I, I normally shoot a hundred grain as well, but you know, just for you know the new setup that I'm planning on actually getting next week, uh, I'm going down to some two hundred fours, and it's going to be a, a lighter, uh, a little bit lighter on the insert side. So I will want to go with a one twenty five. So this this will be my first time trying a one twenty five. So I'm excited about it. Are you guys putting a big heavy weight on the front end on the insert? Is that what you do? Is run brass or I, something on front? Yeah, I normally run a hundred grain brass and a hundred grain broadhead. Yeah, that's what I so, normally run. So why not back off your insert a little bit, weight? That that's what yeah. I'm going to do on my next round. This new round I'm building, I'm doing. It's actually a twenty five grain insert, and I'm going to run the one twenty five. Uh, 125 or 150 broadhead. A 25 grain insert. Yeah. That's takes it actually 24.8. It's a half out on a 204. What are you building? I've never the, secret. It's secret. Gold no, I'll tell him. Oh, the he gold knows. Tip. I'll bother him. I'll be like, bro, yeah. tell him. No, it's good. The, the gold tip kinetics. Their standard. Their standard half out is 24.8 oh, grains. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yes, we got some. We got some coming out next year. We we'll come out during shot show that does the outsert, the insert, the all sorts of different things in one package, and you can change between. You can be if you decide you want to shoot a one twenty five today and you want to shoot one fifty. It's just changing out one component. You don't have to have the insert, the outsert, and all this crap people buy, 
And it's, it's again, based on science and incorporating the head into the shaft and giving you the rigidity, but yet not having to buy all the crap people buy. Because, I mean, you think about it. You go out and you buy your broadheads, and let's say you get a, a medium range, you're paying 50 to 100 bucks a set. Then you got to go buy certain inserts that are weighted, and you're paying $25. I mean, that shit stacks up after a while, right? And then oh, it's yeah. if, if you decide to change, you got to strip your arrow down. You got to take your outsert off. You got to take your insert out. Nah, that's all. That's all old school stuff. We're gonna get it to where NASCAR pit stop, pull in, jack the sucker up, pull it off, change it over. Now I'm shooting three hundreds. Don't like that. I want to go shoot something else. Pull in, flip it over. I'm shooting one twenty fives. I like it, man. See, now y'all talking right. language. I used to run dirt tracks when I was younger, so that that. I can relate to that. <laughs> I like that idea. That's when awesome. you're younger, you you look like you're about 16. So what was younger? Right. A year ago? He is young. It was, I'm 28. It was 10 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate to say it, though, too. If I shave this off, I'd still look the exact same. So it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> He's the young buck in the group that we got out here. I am the young. Actually, am I the youngest? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. No. anyway um so yeah no i completely understand that because like like i was saying i always tinker so the amount of arrows dude i probably got like 50 arrows upstairs some are you know they're all different brands some have 150 grain inserts some have you know the 12 grain aluminum some have 100 grain 125 grain i, I think what i'm shooting right now has got it's the black eagle rampage with the 55 grain insert or half out and then the 30 grain little weight you can add to the back of it and then 100 grain point so i mean it's, it's good but that kind of makes me think of one thing i definitely did want to ask you guys is when it comes down to foc is that like something that y'all i mean clearly you know you have a huge range of broadheads, but like FOC, is that something that you guys really focus on or is it kind of just you build a certain weight and then whatever your FOC is, is what it is? Me and Ryan like it. I mean, again, I've got a setup that's 300 on the front end, just on the broadhead, True. 686 total. And we, we talk about it, but out to 60 yards, I didn't change my pens. And on my dart, I'm only pulling, what was it, Ryan, 55, 50, 56 or something Six. like that. Yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't have an issue. Now, if, if you're going to go out 100, 125 yards, I'm going to question your ethics, but um, yeah. it probably is not going to go out that far. But I don't, I don't plan on killing anything out that far. I want to get in so close that I can see them, that I can smell them, that I, you yeah. know, if I want to shoot something 150 yards out there, I'll go rifle hunting, muzzleloader hunting. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not running the same setup that I'm going to shoot at TAC next summer, right? I'm yeah. not that. Like, if I'm going to TAC and I'm shooting, like, you better believe I'm going to build something light as long as I can build it. You'll have fun with it and, and and laugh and have a great time. So, I, and that being said, like, I also, like, I like around that 17 to 18 FOC. I do. I like that. Yep. Um, it's not super I'm heavy. I'm like 20 right now. Yeah. And I've got some, I've had setups where I'm at 22. I've had setups where I'm at 50. Like, I don't think it matters. It matters on, okay, it matters on the placement, right? That's what it's going to matter. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I want to go to attack and get full pass-throughs. Just have people say, holy <laughs> crap. 
Where the, where the, what happened there? Oh, Lord. Was that the 10 ring? <laughs> the 10 ring? It doesn't matter. I passed that. It's so hard it blows the 10, ten ring out and takes it with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? You yeah. go shoot foam all day long, and those guys are great archers, and it's fun. But there's not the pressure. There's not the stress. There's not the – is it going to jump the string? That I guarantee you that foam target's not moving. It's oh, not going to jump the string. It's not going to dart. It's not going to move. That's not real life. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. That's going out and hanging out. But I will tell you all for sure that when I shoot foam, my right foot is not tapping like this. <laughs> when there's a deer in front of me, my right foot is tapping like this. Dude, it's so bad. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I've kind of fell into uh, JD and I have I, when when I first met JD, I was shooting a very like a much heavier setup than what I have now, the five twenty five something. He was shooting like what four thirty. Yeah, I was shooting four thirty like then, and but right now I'm at uh, I'm right at four ninety right now. Yeah. And, Did you meet him at Chili's and he's drinking Bud Light? No, actually. <laughs> No, he uh he hit me up on Facebook. And was like, hey man, uh, I've heard I heard the podcast. It's really cool. And then just ended up somehow weaseling his way, weaseling his way into being the co-host. So, at least he's moved up to Bush Light now. He's a drinking Bush Light, not Bud Light. I was gonna say, as long as it's not Bud Light. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, th- this is fine. If it was Bud Light, I'd hang up right now because that that's just disrespectful. <laughs> but no, um. Yeah, I think, you know, I like I said, I've been really interested in the single level stuff and I I see all stuff on Instagram all the time. I mean, it's it's again, I heard about single bevel and all that from Ranch Ferry and and you guys y'all have more than just like the average comp like broadhead company does. You know, like you said you've got what 60 to 70 different broadheads now. And I'm sure there's more on the way. Like Jeff, you just mentioned something about some stuff coming out. I mean, Y'all are going to laugh, and I know I'm, – I'm sure I know the answer, but I have to ask you just for shits and giggles. Are y'all ever going to make a mechanical? So we have a we have a patent on a, a good design, but <laughs> – I'm not doing it. Like, I keep going. It's not on the road. I'm sorry, Ryan. I had to. I had to. <laughs> I can't do like, deep down inside, I can't do it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I hope you know that wasn't a serious question. <laughs> we have a serious answer. It just doesn't it, – it goes against what we want. You know, if we're going to say it's about repeatability and getting your shot placement down, practice, 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 yeah. why add something you don't know? Because even our design, we think it's the best one out there. But there's a failure rate. Nothing runs 100% the way it should all the time. So why add that into your, into your, your package, right? And the other thing is you start looking at some of these and – you guys threw out the names, but they're not even made in the States. So you don't know how good they are. There's some fixed blades out there right now. They call them fixed blades, but they're three or four pieces. The screw's way different. The blade's way different. The ferrule's way different. I mean, that's all variation. And you guys are talking about dialing in your, your stuff. And then you're going to add variation on top. That's what we just don't think it's the right way to go. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Doesn't mean there's not great, successful people out there. But always, always say track the money. You have these guys that are saying you ought to be the, you ought to shoot this arrow and you got to shoot this broadhead. And you, yeah, go ask them where are you getting your paycheck. And I'll admit we're getting a paycheck from VPA, but we own it. When you when you call in, you're going to talk to me or Ryan or Alex or 
killing and we're shooting them. We're living them. We're not shooting them because somebody's writing us a big fat paycheck. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing that you were talking about with the different designs of the fixed place too. Is I like how y'all have incorporated the balance and structure in your feral. That's even on even on your three blades. It's it's crazy, and I'm really excited to start trying y'all out. Oh, for sure, dude. And the cool thing is, I think too, even. Well, I was just gonna say I want to caveat even with what Jeff said, like. He even's like, hey, we could like we could do we could do bleeders. Like we can machine them. And I'm like, yeah, but then we're adding something, we're adding bleeders to something that we're gonna have to resell. That even gives me heartburn there. Like I, I want it to be a solid one piece. And I go, okay, maybe we can some bleeders in. He's like, okay, let's do that. I'm like, all right. So yeah. I don't want to sell something extra. I want to sell something that's solid, one piece design that guys can go back, sharpen it, and know that it's always gonna be there. Yeah, I mean that that honestly speaks volumes to me for sure. And I'm sure JD and I'm sure everybody listening, because like a lot of the things that we've noticed, you know, especially getting deeper into the industry and all that, I'm not knocking it because you know, without the industry, uh, hunting wouldn't be as strong as it is, I don't think. There wouldn't be as much people backing it, all this other stuff, whatever you want to call it. But a lot of people, especially friends of ours that we've talked to, hunters that we've met, hunters we've talked to on here. They want something that is made by people who care, made by people in America. I mean, that's a big thing. Dude. These days, you can go to Walmart and buy a whole pack of broadheads. I guarantee you, at least 95% of it is going to be made in China or somewhere else. Yep. And it's sad. So the fact that you guys are 100% American made, I mean, we tried before this season started, you know, we're out of Georgia. So we tried to make our setups, everything Georgia, right? Made in Georgia all that stuff we haven't my bow is made in game <laughs> but you know we tried but at least it's everything we're using is american made and so like the fact that you guys do that not a lot of people can say that not a lot of companies in the industry can say that and that in itself i feel like is a reason for everybody listening to use y'all's product because it's american made whether they need the fixed blade thing or not why not will you you think about it. You can't go to Walmart, buy a pack of broadheads for 28 bucks and sit and look at them and think, man, these are probably the best quality broadheads I could ever get because they, they're, they're made in China. They put them over yep. there. So they're cheaper. Yep. You know, they, they're using different types of labor. They're using knockoff, you know, um, materials. Are they hard enough? Are they heat treating them? A lot of people don't care. There's a, yep. there's a group of people out there and I love them, but they get up on Saturday morning they go out Friday night and say, I need to get set up by whatever at Walmart or wherever, load it up, put it together, walk out and pull back on that deer. And it's, you know, hellfire and damnation. I hope I hit it, but there's no skill to it. It's just launching stuff down range. So we're not, we're not saying we don't want those people to convert over, but we want guys like you that spend some time, understand how to sharpen, you know, or worried about an ethical kill, you know, taking the right shot. That's who we're looking for. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I, I can, I couldn't agree more, dude, honestly, that it's just, you know, cause I know guys, I actually, full transparency here, my brother-in-law and I know he won't listen to this so I can say whatever I want, but he's, <laughs> he's probably the most unethical hunter I think I've ever met in my life. And I say that because every single time we talk, he's like, Oh man, did you get that big buck yet? Like, no, I'm still trying, dude. 
It's like, oh man, get a flashlight and go out there with your gun. I'm like, A, that's illegal. B, it's not gun season. C, I don't hunt with a gun. I only hunt with a gun. So, no, he's like, oh man, just go out there and shoot. Next time you see him, shoot him in the head. I'm like, do you even know what I'm using? And it's stuff like that. Like you made me think of it when you said the Walmart stuff, because I know for a fact, if he shot a bow or crossbow or whatever, he would go to Walmart, not test it, not practice with it. Maybe pull it back once before season and then go out there and try to kill something. And it just, they're, they're part of the industry. We need them too. But I, I, I hope that they listen to this and I hope he listens to this and is like, oh man, he's right. And then checks y'all out, actually spends the money to get a good quality product and not just go buy an Allen Broadhead. No offense to Allen. I'm not trying to knock him, but go and buy an Allen Broadhead made in China that's going to break when it, as soon as it hits the shoulder blade. Because I've seen videos and all those aluminum stuff, they go like that. There'll be some YouTuber that makes us all look bad. He goes out and makes a gazillion dollars on YouTube by buying all the shit from Walmart, killing the biggest bucks you've ever seen. That's fine. I, I, I hope he does. Good for him. But I'm going to use it. <laughs> I mean, I can't. So, look, guys. I've kept y'all for about an hour. Uh, we usually try to do about an hour with this. Um, I still have, I could honestly talk broadheads all night with y'all. I don't want to keep you guys too long. But one thing I am curious about, actually, probably three things I'm curious about, if I'm being honest. I really want to know more about y'all. So, like, if you've got, like, a, you know, a crazy hunting story or a big buck story or something, we'd love to hear it. And then once we get past that, I really want to hear what you guys have coming for 2024. I know y'all are working on some stuff. Jeff already dropped one thing. You don't have to tell us what it is. Obviously, don't let the cat out of the bag yet. But if you've got just a little something, you know, a little teaser that you got just in the back, we'd love to hear it. So, um, I'll I'll like go, to start with. Yeah, I'll go with what we're, we're we're working on, and Jeff can tell. He likes telling hunting stories. Um, okay. So, All right. Uh, I can tell you my um, hunting set in Missouri real quick. Uh, wow. Had a nice uh, wide eight. Um, at uh, 45, 50 yards, um, beautiful buck. Um, my second set is, uh, yeah, I got picky and let it pass. You didn't see another thing. So well, that's my caveat for this year. Oh, and um, the what we're working on, so those Omegas that you guys are talking about, we're going to make those from 125 up to 300. Um, that's going to happen. We're working on that right now. Um I, I, this is already out of the bag too. Um, we're making some different ILF risers. Um, we're redoing those. We want to, we, yeah, we see some holes in the industry there that are not American made and we want that back here too. Um, another thing is that I want to see is, um, I want to see an American made release, all American made. That's super cool. That's, um, done right. Um, could really nail down we've got the engineers to do it we've got the ideas um i'm excited for that i don't know if it'll be 2023 we've got a lot of work to do on that so that's my caveat oh and what Are i'm you... passionate about i'm only passionate about like hunting killing critters super part uh super point things um we wouldn't jeff and i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for jesus guys like that's Dude. where we're at yes that's that's kind so of glad whole, you brought that up yeah it's that's our whole thing like we're men of integrity what we say we're going to do and we're not afraid to say we love jesus 
Hey, Amen. Man, I love it when people do that on this podcast, man. You don't hear it enough. <laughs> oh man, y'all, y'all got me wanting to get all pastory right now, but I'm, I'm gonna hold it back. But uh, <laughs> um, I had a question for you too, and I, I brain fart. All right, Jeff, hit us, hit, hit us with a good story, and I'll remember that question at the end. All right, I gotta. I, I just got back from Utah, so my the best, the best hunting story, probably the. One of the things in the memory bank, we got a bull elk. It was a beautiful bull. Great stuff about the animal, all that. But the best part of it is we hunted our butts off. Me, my dad, my son, a good friend of mine, Steve Huggins, hunted, 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 ran my dad all over these mountains. And the last night he was going to hunt, I mean, shooting hour was like 7.45. We dumped this elk at 7.15. And I, I turn around, I'm with my dad carrying the gun and, uh, turn around to give my son a high five and him and my dad are embraced in this hug, just bawling their eyes out. Oh man. You know, and the, the bull elk's awesome, the, all that, but you, Ryan's seen them. We've got some awesome pictures of me and my dad and my son together. We got some great memories. My son's at, he's almost 20 and he's a computer geek, you know, wants to sit in the house and do stuff. And he told me, dad, I want to move to Utah. I want to buy a cabin spot. I don't want to talk to anybody all summer long. I'm like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, all right more of a family thing there but yeah when when you talk about what we're passionate about me and ryan are passionate about what we do we love our our business we're having fun we talked about it today that is this going to be the thing that we you know have to go buy a safe and put our gold in the safe i don't know maybe it is maybe it isn't but we're passionate because we're having fun we're loving it and we've got 30 awesome families that we we support with this thing you know, these are U.S. manufacturing jobs. They're skilled labor jobs. They're kids coming out of high school that we're teaching the trades to, which is crazy. Nobody teaches teaches the trades anymore. So it's more than just the hunting piece. It's about giving back, give back to your hometown community, um, creating jobs, keeping th- things in America, and changing the industry a little bit. About you know, it, there's some amazing talking heads out there, and I'm not going to disparage them. They're great people. But at the end of the day, I'd rather talk to you guys. I'd rather figure out what you guys like. I'd rather figure out what the the guy that's working the nine to five, the auto mechanic, what his wife's doing. How do we get more kids into it? We talk about TAC. One of the best things I love about TAC is you show up and there'll be a family of five, mom, dad, grandpa, uncles, aunts, and they're all out in the woods having a good time, enjoying something that our, our country was was built on, right? Hard work fending for yourself, making the best with what you have and enjoying family. So it, it, the industry is great. We love being in it, but it's, you know, I'm blessed to have people like Ryan. I called him today with some personal stuff saying, Hey, I need somebody to just listen to me. Give me some guidance. What What do you think? What's your, your thoughts on it? And I, I love that. I can call him. I love him like a brother. I call him and he gives me good spiritual advice. And then he's not afraid to say, Hey, dummy. Pull your head out too. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that is awesome, dude. Uh, man, y'all, y'all got me feeling so, so happy and inspired now. <laughs> I love it, dude. JD's got um, me feeling hungry. I'm a little pissed off. Yeah, no, I know. He's over, dude. Podcast. He's over here with his little ketchup. It's it's wings. <laughs> That's what it is. You got wings, didn't you? What'd you get? Was that a, is that a Philly? Billy and Vader top. Oh, I can't complain about that. I cannot. Ah, Brian, <laughs> you good? I'm good. 
Okay, I'm about, I'm about to get some ice cream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't. This doesn't really happen. <laughs> no, I. You know, I, I'm really glad we got to do this because, like, I remember um, y'all. Which, by the way, actually, who who runs the Instagram page? Is it one of y'all too? Alex. No, it's Alex. Alex. Okay. I man. What I like so much about BPA and, and getting to meet you guys and then talking with Alex, yeah, it's all, it, it, there is no, I don't get the corporate feel like the, the, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. There is no facade, right? Like the, the persona you guys have is just. What you see is what you get. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that. The fact that, you know, Ryan will is willing to say that we we love Jesus. We wouldn't be here without him. I mean, that's that's big to me because a lot of people these days won't, you know, they won't profess that. They won't say that, and that that's a big thing for us. Like we had, like I said, we had the suburban suburban bowhunter guys on, and we touched on that a bit. And it's just a big thing that I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they don't they don't really talk about that much. And that when someone's willing to do that, that tells me that they're you know a good person that they aren't going to feed you any type of crap. And I can see that being put into the company. You know what I mean? And that, we're, unap- we're unapologetically who we are. Exactly. If you meet us now, if you meet us next week, if we run into you at a show, what you see is what you get. And if you like it, great. If you don't, great. You know, we're, we're just out to be us and please us, our families and, and the Lord. And that's all we got to worry about. I love it, man. Well, look, I hey, want to keep you guys. Uh, keep I got, I got one thing for you. So we, we went out to Missouri with this guy named Tony Bell, right? Great guy. Brought us into his house, fed us at his house. His daughter, Kinley, is she's three, Ryan, two or three, something like that. She's struggling to walk. We're not sure what's wrong with her. She got something going on with her spine. I don't. I, not everybody needs to know the details, but if you're getting down on your knees tonight, put Kinley in your prayers. She needs some prayers. To just get back where they need, get her back with her family, and that's what it, that's what's important with, with life. It's not about what you kill or what's on your wall or who you know. It's about family, and they just need some love and prayers right now. For sure, man. I'll make sure to do that, and I hope everyone that listens to this does the exact same. Um, hey, man, y'all, y'all got me feeling all mushy gushy right now. <laughs> this doesn't happen anyway. Um, huh? So he's gonna go drink a Bud Light after this. No, I'm not drinking no Bud Light. I, I didn't say. Look, I can't say. Oh, no, you're wrong. I'm just telling you, you're wrong on that. That's all I'm gonna say. You can say it. You can say it. I'm not doing that. I'm not drinking that. I don't support it. It's un-American. Look, anyway, we're. I'm not gonna get political. But look, guys. Thank you for coming on here. Um, seriously, I want to get you guys on again, um, especially after some of this new stuff drops. The one question I did have for Ryan that I thought about, forgot, and remembered. You're talking about a release. Now, that's all I'm going to want- say. Oh, man, <laughs> come on. <laughs> all right, fine, fine, fine. Hey, uh, I did want to mention that also, like, um, I always forget this, and Alex is like, hey, don't forget, don't forget, like, if you're looking for us, it's advantagefortarchery.com. Um, you can find us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, 
Twitter. I don't think we're on TikTok yet or X or whatever the heck it's called. I don't know them all. Alex is our marketing guru. She does an awesome job. Um, thanks so much for contacting her and hooking up with yeah. us. We really enjoy times like this. Yeah, dude, of course. And and you know, we we love doing this. Whether whether it turns into the Joe Rogan of Hunting Podcast, which I highly doubt, or it just is something we do every week. I mean, getting to meet guys like you, it's we love doing it. It, it's, it's awesome. It's great to meet everybody that's either in the industry or just hunters. I mean, we'll literally cover a guy I know that lives on the street or Michael Waddell. And that's the whole point of this. So, oh, man. Well, J.D., look, you made all of us hungry, man. So I think we need to get off of here so we can all go eat. And Ryan, let me know if you need me to, like, email you anything or whatever whatever we can do we usually yeah. do um if y'all don't yeah, you my address or something whatever yeah, you need make sure you email alex on that thread or if you just want to send it to what you sent us tonight on that thread like send you guys the address let me know left level right level um, i do know the omegas are they're they're out they're we're, they're getting black oxided jeff and i are going to test them probably friday okay just to Tomorrow. make sure they're okay and i'll try not to hit the building this time and we'll be good <laughs> It's okay. You can fix it. It's fine. Sometimes, sometimes, guys, things just go crazy. So, so are y'all in final process yet or not yet for those 125s? They're in final. Really? They're coming soon. Okay, I'll wait on those. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You're going to get us in trouble. Anyway, thank you, guys. Um, yeah, I will definitely reach out to Alex. Um on here or send y'all an email or what, whatever I need to do. But, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to what you guys have coming out, honestly. And looking forward to the release. Yeah. That really, look. <clears throat> right, you, All right. Can, can you plug this? Is it index or is it a thumb or is it a hinge? That's what I was going to ask. But then he was like, that's all I'm saying. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to pry. <laughs> Snake peek is when you do whatever you do to it, it lets the, the string go. <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. He went like this. He's giving shit away, string. No, no, no. I saw I saw his hand. Look. I saw his hand. Listen, it's a hybrid. It's an index thumb release. So you oh, go back. Oh wow. And you no, got one up here, one down here. No. Go. I'll give you a sneak peek. Watch. Okay. Did you see it? It's oh, a high release. All I gotta do is look. See, I didn't see that. I saw it being a five index. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, you know what I'm it's saying? one of those oh, things like in an Apache helicopter. Oh. Apache helicopter, I just look at it and head there. <laughs> Laser pointer on it. Laser yeah, no, it's spotlight on it. It's mind control. Right. It's got that Neuralink thing in there. You just hook it up to the bow and then you think shoot, and it just shoots. <laughs> we'd tell you, but we'd have to shoot you with it, so we can't tell you. I I don't know what you're All right. Talking about. All right, guys. What release? Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good night, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this, and give us a five star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So 
Just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening and don't forget to give us a review.